the part where we talk about what we did this week. <laughs> but I feel like you and I know what we did this week. So unless you have some sort of surprise to tell me. Uh, not really. Um, what have you been watching that's not Frasier? Orange is the New Black. Why do I have these headphones on? I don't need I don't these know. headphones I don't know. And on. also, like, no one knows who I am. Well, okay. Well, we can just start then. Uh, he- <laughs> hello. <laughs> hello, Craniacs. Uh, I'm Ryan, and I am alone this time. We're having a little bit of a of a kind of a fun episode after our 50th. Uh, I am here with the often talked about and not yet met uh, my wife, <laughs> Tara. Tara, if you'd like to say hello. Hey, Craniacs. <laughs> <laughs> and Laurel is starting her long road trip to Texas. This is why I tell you, that's why she can't be here. Okay. Because she's actually going to join us uh, in the great state of, of, of Texas uh, eventually. And she is taking her sweet time. I think she's taking 10 days to do this. Well, then she gets to see everything. And she's stopping at all her friends' places. And uh, yeah, so this is our first. Our first session that we're doing, where the hosts are in. Well, I guess not. Leah was was in the same room as Laurel, but and her they parents. also yes, but they also had someone to talk to on the computer. Yes. So this is this is Tara and I are currently huddled around uh, the microphone in uh, Studio R uh, here in Austin, <laughs> Texas. Like we said, we've talked about you a lot. Yes. Uh, you know, because you actually you actually listen <laughs> to the show. I am a craniac. Yes. Um. What is, what would you, like, your history is a little different than Laurel's and I's. Laurel, as, as, for those of you who haven't listened to the show, this is going to be a weird place to jump in. Laurel is typically, as we always say, is the resident, uh, craniologist. Um, and she has seen all the episodes of Frasier, but she has not seen hardly any, or, or, or if I can remember correctly, any episodes of Cheers. Tara, on the other hand, whenever, in the previous 50 episodes, whenever we had a, uh, question about cheers she was our our expert in the field that we went to um let me show, tell you a little bit how that would work laurel and i would record the episode and make some <laughs> bold claims about cheers that weren't correct and then i would scream at, as i was listening <laughs> to it in the week following i would get a no here's what happened from <laughs> my wife um so tell us a little bit about your history with with cheers and Um, Well, I grew up watching Cheers with my dad, not like consecutively, like I can just remember certain episodes of it. And then I think you've mentioned it on the podcast, I was recovering from something and binged watched it. So that's how I recently watched Cheers. And I actually am the same as you. I've never seen Frasier, never saw an episode, never really remembered it being advertised or on TV. I only knew the Frasier character from Cheers. And... I'm gonna. So when you do, you remember your dad or you having an opinion about Frasier? No, like I don't remember. Like I know your mom has a very strong opinion about not caring for the show Frasier, but like (laughs) I don't. My parents, I don't remember anybody ever talking about Frasier. Like I don't remember it ever being a thing that people watched. Do you have a distinct memory of like how did you watch 
Cheers? Like, did you guys sit around and watch it? Was it just on and you kind of wandered into it? Because you're a little younger than me, and I remember being fairly young when the last episode of Cheers happened. I It could have been reruns. Like, I don't actually really yeah. know. Like, it could have been it was just on TV and my dad was watching it, and I just was like, it was on and I was watching it with him. I have such not, I don't think you lived in the same house that I know that your dad living in. When no, you watched no, Cheers. no, 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 no. You, but I lived in the same house, so you know the, the breakdown of my house, but I have yeah. very distinct memories of. There were certain shows that were on late that I only got to watch if my parents were like feeling they were in bed yeah. and I was about to go to bed and it was uh, I kind of like sat next to my mom or sat on the floor and then looked up at the TV. Yeah. Because they had a little TV in their room. I remember when I thought that was like the height of luxury was having I mean, a TV. TV in the bedroom. Yes. Oh God, now, I don't want a TV in the bedroom right, at all. Now you and I are in agreement. No TV in the bedroom. Yes. Um, but uh, I have a very distinct memory I remember watching Cheers. I remember watching Saturday Night Live with like Dana Carvey in that era, and I remember Johnny Carson were things that like I got to watch a little bit of, or I guess David Letterman at some point. Um, and uh, Cheer, I very distinctly remember the final episode of Cheers. I now it's the one where they're all watching. Something's happening on the TV. Is, is Woody is she's pulling out her well, phone well here's the thing is, is I don't have the memory you have so even right. though I've been watch, binge is, watched Cheers I don't like remember all the details and the same thing like as a kid I have very few memories I just remember like, I, I very much remember them all like the big focus of the episodes they kept watching TV and then like something was happening in the background I remember there were all those characters that I didn't really follow because I wasn't a big fan it was like Paul like the, the ones who weren't the major group of like Norm Cliff yeah. There was Paul and those guys who were just the other barflies that hung around. Do you remember those guys? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I very much remember them having, like, a lot to say in the final episode. I was like, who are these guys? Are you looking up to see what happened? Yeah, well, because I need, like, a refresher. I'm not like you. I can't. Well, it may also have to do with the fact, how long do you think uh, it took you to watch all 11 seasons of of Cheers? An embarrassingly short amount of time. <laughs> I was kind of out of it for some of them, but... Does Diane come back in the last episode? Yeah, the whole thing is they're reunited and he decides, like, their flight's delayed. There's something with, like, a flight being delayed and, like, he was going to sell the bar and move to California with her. Um, I just remember the very... I'm trying to remember. I just remember the very famous ending where the guy comes everybody walks out. Everybody's gone and it's just Sam walking around and then someone's at the door and he's like, We're closed! So, uh, let's see. Well, so what I was going to say was I was, I was asking if you're, if, if, if your parents were like mine, where you were there and my mom goes, I hate Frasier. Yes. Uh, also you were right. They're watching Woody because he Yes. He's is, on trial? No, he's running. He's in politics. Is that the season? Because Frasier writes the political speech for him. Right. So right, that's right. like the connection with Frasier. And then, um, Rebecca accidentally like rejects. The proposal from like this yeah. rich guy like that's like a thread in the story and then diane comes back after six years so she hasn't been on the show because um, I, rem- I remember as a kid there was one i watched where uh not ted dance what's his name on the show sam was really trying to get with uh who's who's christy alley's character rebecca rebecca yeah and they're really trying to get together and i think that's how they started off with them and then by and then the end rebecca just- like becomes not flighty. Diane's more flighty and aloof, but Rebecca's like her own yeah. type of... For for those uh, of you who have seen the episode where Diane comes back, if you thought Diane was a problem, ooh, Rebecca. Rebecca gets to be real weird on that She show. does, yeah. Um, so anyway, so then 
Laurel and I started this podcast, and that's how you kind of started going into the Fraser character. Do you have any thoughts on like which Fraser you like better so far? Do you like the Fraser Crane from Cheers? Do you like Fraser from Fraser? Do you not have an opinion? Um, I would almost be interesting to like go back and watch. So I've watched a couple episodes of Cheers because you guys have talked about it. Mm-hmm. Like when Frasier will talk about like his backstory or like things with Lilith will come up. I'll like look up the episode on Cheers and be like, does that match? And sometimes it does track. Like sometimes the things that they talk about tracks. But the one thing I was so excited you mentioned was when they say that his mother was so like <laughs> kind and nice and that is a complete lie yes. in the Cheers universe. Well, it's also funny because um, we're, you especially, are, we're big Sopranos fans. Yes, to see, yeah. I forgot that actress's name. I can't remember her name either, but you Tony's know, mother. Yeah, Liv, yeah. Uh, show up as her mom and be such a terrifying force. <laughs> was pretty great. Um, so... The, the episode we're going to talk about today, Craniacs, let me pull it up. Do, do, do. Uh, so it is it is season four, episode 15. Wow, we're getting we're getting the home stretch of season four here, guys. Uh, Roz's, Krantz, and Goldenstein. Steen? Goldenstein are dead. I think it's Goldenstein. But... Um, we don't have the Netflix. Uh... I can pull it up. Oh, I can I, I'd like to make a guess on what it says. Okay. <laughs> Niles, I, do Niles, I have to look on Netflix probably. to do it? Okay. Niles, Niles and Frazier find Roz on the street doing community service. That's it. That's okay. Do you want to wait or yeah. read yours or do you want me to read Netflix first? Let's look Netflix it up real quick. First. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Am I in the right? Yes, I am in the right season. Frazier and Niles spot Roz picking up roadside trash as part of a community service program. I told you. nailed you. it. It's just whatever the, <laughs> the first bit is. I just imagine this poor person like, hey, we need you to write the Frazier, uh, we need you to write the Frazier uh, info, and they're like, I can get through this just watching the first two minutes of every episode. Yeah. Um, the IMDb one says, Roz is sentenced to community service for a speeding ticket. Visiting elderly people in a retirement home, she panics when one and then another of her charges dies suddenly. And for those of you who have heard me talk about my wife, this is why we've asked her to come on and do this episode, is she works... Uh, you know, I, there's a little bit of patient confidentiality, so we're going to be a little try to be a little careful about what yeah. we say. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is a music therapist working primarily with older adults. Is that how we say it? That, yeah, typically, yeah. So older adults, um, and kind of how I explain it is... Um, kind of in all phases. So from independent living who are out and about, um, driving, enjoying life, but maybe just at a place for a little bit more comfort to assisted living, to memory care, to hospice, to individual visits. So kind of depends day to day. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was I going to say with that? You used to also be just an activities director. Yeah, so I worked full-time both as an activities director, activities assistant, then activities director, and as a full-time music therapist in one community. So I've also had the experience of being in one community day in and day out. One community, I think, was five years or more, and then one was for two years. So you get to know the routines of all the residents, and you get to know... Um, you know, in this episode, what I think they do well is they talk about one resident who's kind of aloof and has lost her mind and wears like an inner tube <laughs> around. I mean, we never had somebody wear an inner tube, but the residents do get to know each other and they become the closest I can compare it to is college. And not to say it's college, but 
they form their own cliques, they form their own groups, they form their own bonds of friends and of people who like, that's my, t- my seat at the dining table, you can't sit there. Or right. like, we're not talking to this one because of X, Y, Z. Like there's all these things that come up because they're living in the same place together. They're forced to, you're, you know, you're forced to be with people you wouldn't necessarily be with. So if you think like a summer camp or you think college or you, I think college cause it's more long-term. Like, you see the same people over and over again for more than just a summer. Right. Like, you see them for years, um, depending on who you're with in college. Uh, and, you know, so they get to know each other really well. And then their sense of humor is, too. I had one resident who he referred to everyone as inmates. And he would laugh about it, but, I mean, he's not entirely wrong. You know? They are all forced to, you know they they don't have the necessarily the choice to be there but they're there well i was thinking about this i don't know if we brought this up on the show but what i've been doing at work a lot is having just kind of youtube videos just run in the background of clips of shows i've watched yeah and i was watching it was the sopranos and it was when uh paulie put his mom in the in the home yeah and then she met her friends and they were so nice to her and she's like i have to go to the bathroom again and she's like he's like she just went before i left and then they're like, she can't sit at our table. We don't sit with her. We sit with other people. She's going to have to sit somewhere else. And Polly's like, you old ladies will figure it out. And it becomes, isn't that like a big episode? Like, yeah, drunk. drama. Somehow he gets involved in it. And I mean, that is true to, I mean, you're as much getting to know the residents uh, as you are their families. Mm-hmm. Like their families become a part of that fabric as well. So, you know, you get to know like what's going on in their lives, sometimes from the residents saying, oh, my son is doing this or that, or mm-hmm. my daughter or my grandchildren. And then you have so many events to where like the families are there. So mm-hmm. it's like you become a part of people's extended family in this one is, way or another. This is getting very NPR. <laughs> I mean, interview. you do. Well, well, like it's here because to compare it to now, now I just go in, I show up, I do music therapy for an hour and I leave. So I only get a snapshot of their lives. So it's very different from being a part of their lives, if that makes sense. I'm still a part of their lives, but not nearly in the same way. I, I think she's underplaying a bit about how much of a part of her life she is because when we met, um, what, what Tara's not also telling you is that in... in She's she has this job, but she's also very good at this job because she is an old person whisperer. <laughs> in that I have never seen someone personally. I think and and Roz goes through a lot of this in there where there's a little bit of discomfort being with some of the elderly. And I, I to be honest, I have some of that too. But you just slip right into it, and it's I've I've seen people who are sometimes good with like children and and babies, but I've never seen someone who's so good with old people which is good because guess what where we're headed that way so um when tara and i started dating uh as probably many of you gentlemen out there know there's usually that time when you're dating someone where you have to kind of go through the gauntlet of her friends where they also ladies have to go through that gauntlet too you said oh do you think i well i only have one i'm sorry i only have well i feel like (laughs) when you date somebody you like get to know each other's friends well i but i think i don't think okay so remember when we went out to to eat with uh uh lindsey and yeah yeah. uh 
and Alyssa. Alyssa. We went out and they, uh, Tara went to the restroom and they were immediately like, what is your intention with Tara? <laughs> and what are yeah, you? I guess, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to comment on like other like relationships between people, but I guess that's true. I don't know that I would ask that of your friends. Well, like, what are your intentions with, no, no, I mean, none of my friends sat... No, have you ever dated yes, a guy and I the mean, guys the are like, the all right, lady. Friends. Yes, 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 that's what I meant. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying is, I think, regardless of, of gender, let's take gender out of it, there's mm-hmm. that part where you meet a partner and you're, you're kind of, there's those friends who are like, what are your intentions with our friend? Yeah. I had to do that with some 80-plus-year-old women <laughs> once. <laughs> she went... Hey, do you want to go see what I do? We'll go visit uh, some some people who I and I, I actually with. yeah I didn't work there anymore. You did not so work there anymore. So I was visiting. Um, I would visit every once in a while. It was kind of hard when I left to I did music therapy full time instead of activities mm-hmm. in a community. And when I left, it was a really hard decision to leave. More so to leave the residence than to leave the job. I right. wasn't so much attached to what I was doing every day as I was very attached to the people and. Then that becomes one of those things in my line of work where it's like, I think in some ways I probably did cross a line for better or for worse. I became very attached. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't necessarily, it wasn't, it, it becomes more than a job. Well, when when they, you're working with people and you're working with people day in and day out and they're people who come to you when they're sick, when they're not feeling well, when they're upset, like you become more than just like, I'm here to do the activity and go home. But I think the only problem of you crossing the line in that case might have been you becoming more attached I don't think yes I don't think I was inappropriate at all with them no I just think for my own benefit and mental health it may have ladies and gentlemen we have another special guest appearing right now (laughs) she's wondering where where are all my people why are we talking and we're not talking to her (laughs) Um, but yeah, so we went back to visit and one of my favorite entertainers was playing piano. His name's not Johnny Vegas. But Jerry for... Roman. <laughs> He's fantastic if you're in the D.C. area <laughs> and you have someone you care about who's in an assisted living community, most likely Jerry Roman comes to your community uh, if you're visiting anyone. I don't know that anyone in D.C. listens to this. Maybe because of Laurel. But uh but yeah, so anyway, uh, I knew he was, I think I looked up on the calendar or something and knew he was going to be there. So we went and uh, there were three, I think three ladies in particular, um, who really kind of like pulled you aside. And, well, again, you went, to, you go, I have to go to the bathroom. So yeah. now anytime I'm with all women and then you have to go to the bathroom, I get a little bit of anxiety. <laughs> but yes, they were the exact same, except they were, they seemed a lot less forgiving than... Lindsay and Alyssa. Well, they also have less of a filter. (laughs) I mean, that's a very true statement of when you get older that your filter goes away. And I I don't know that it's, it goes away or you don't care as much. Or I think, I think depending on your mental state, I think your filter changes for many different reasons. Well, it was, it was funny because all of them I tried doing a, quite a large bit of ass kissery. Probably, (laughs) And they, and I don't know one if in want particular, to say her name. no, I don't yeah. want to say her name. She could not. She was not having it at all. Another one was very, very sweet, and I was like, "Oh, this one's putty in my hand." No, she just sweetly listened to me, tried to kiss her ass, and then went, "But what is your intentions with Tara?" <laughs> it was like very, like consistent, like they very. They were caring. always, again, you know, drawing that line between how much personal information you share. They're sharing a lot of personal information with you, right? Like mm-hmm. every day, I would find out about what their husbands did and how their relationships were, and 
what their relationships with their kids were. And a lot of times it becomes really hard because you also don't want to give them a lot of personal information about you because then they start worrying about you. And Weren't they telling you, like, you need to meet a yes, man? Yes, and that's what I was going to say, <laughs> is they would ask about my dating life because I wasn't wearing a wedding <laughs> ring. And so it was that fine line of, I'm not going to give them all the details of my dating life, but I would just say, you know, I'm not seeing anybody right now, or, oh, I'm not worried about it. You know, I would never go into detail, but they were very fixated on wanting me to be happy. And a funny story is our friend Chris, um, who is gay, Mm. uh, my childhood friend, he came to visit me and came for the day and, like, shadowed me and did activities with me and, like, the whole day long. And the minute he would leave the room, all of my ladies would be like, he's so handsome. I don't know why you two aren't dating. You get along so well. and I don't know why you two aren't and dating I wasn't, either. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously I wasn't going to be like, well, he's gay because that's his personal business, right? But I was like, oh, we're better as friends. So that's like another example of like they're asking for information and you don't want to lie to them. But you also like... That crosses a line of giving, like, too much personal information about yourself. Well, especially if it's someone else. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, like, that's always the fine line. And I think, like, I'm a very empathetic person. So I think what makes me good at my job is also, like, what can be challenging about it, if that makes sense. So before we did this Craniacs, Tara was a little worried about how much time we would have to fill just doing one episode uh in in fine craniacs fashion we are 22 minutes in and have yet to speak on this episode um so Roz's Krantz and Goldenstein are dead do you do you get that reference I don't know so it's it's a play that was there are two characters in Hamlet named Rosencrantz and Guildenstern, I believe. Oh, okay. And they are—they come in and they do something. And they leave. They're, they're Timon and Pumbaa. Okay. If if you want to do the Lion King Hamlet yeah. thing, and uh, again, if you're hearing strange noises in the background, it's a very fussy pit bull who wants to <laughs> to, to have have attention paid. So um, basically, Timon and Pumbaa—they made a movie of of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern because there's a part in the movie where they go off and do something, and then like news comes back that they're dead. Maybe I don't know. It's been a long time since I read Hamlet, so they made a whole play, like a a modern play about what they did, mm. like what they went and did. Got it. So actually, if you see, apparently the Lion King one and a half, that's their version of Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Um, so that's the the reference here. I thought that was interesting because there's also another one where they break the the mask's nose off where it says noses off yes which is you know noises off. yes i was gonna say i knew that reference so i'm wondering if we went back and watched it if there if, if everything each, in there is a theatrical reference it might be yeah. have you seen noises off yes i have you seen the movie no there's a the movie is the one i saw because i think you've seen a lot more live theater than i have mm-hmm. um anyway so this started off, and, and and I'll be honest, I was a little like, oh, it's going to be one of these episodes. Because I don't like when there's the kind of like, I didn't like that Roz was looking down on community service. But I think they kind of turned it around to, she didn't like picking up garbage on the side of the road. Yeah, like, I think it's very different from being like, I don't want to do community service at all to, I don't want to like pick up trash. Right. I don't know that I want to pick up trash. Well, she right? also talked about scooping roadkill with a spatula and she found an ear. Yes. Um... But that whole point is, Roz has, has, there's kind of like two character arcs that are happening within here, which is Roz dealing with a little bit of not wanting to be around the elderly because she feels uncomfortable around them, and 
um, Frazier worrying that his uh, he's not affecting. He doesn't anyone. get any feedback. Like in most professions, especially in a therapist profession, you get direct feedback. Mm-hmm. You know if what you're doing is working or not working and you can adjust. So I can relate to Frazier in that. I don't know that like being on the radio and helping people like you have no idea if you've given them good advice, poor advice, you know, if they've grown from it, if they've gotten worse from it and you wind up finding out a caller has gone in the opposite direction. So basically Frazier is struggling with that because he's finding out that, you know, Niles is going to a patient's wedding and like has right, helped them right. and then you see his father with Daphne and Daphne is like seeing the progress that like his father has made like over time mm-hmm. so that's like another kind of therapy oh, role I put that together. and then you know Frazier's kind of in this loop of like well I have no idea if what I'm doing is helping people and so he that's kind of how the episode starts in the station is with him opening it up to callers being like if I've helped you, you know, well, call in and I would love to know how I've helped. I liked the joke of like, call in to let me know how I've helped. And then like, no one calls in. It's like, it's been two seconds. Yes, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but someone does call in. It's it's Eric, our, our, our celebrity caller is Eric Roberts. I don't know if you know Eric Roberts. I believe he is. I need to see a picture. Oh, I do know him. I don't know what I know him from, but he looks very. He's Julie. Well, he was in Batman. He's been in like the second Bat- Dark Knight. Okay. Um, he's been in a bunch of stuff. He is uh, Julia Roberts' brother, hmm. and maybe Emma Roberts' father. I don't know. But uh, there's people again. This is you. A week from now, are going to be screaming at the thing. Oh, I won't listen to this one. Oh, you won't. No, because it's my <laughs> voice. No. Um, but he calls in and says, "You told me to be more." Confident, and now he's this, this, this he's kind of an, like arrogant, an arrogant. Yeah, I don't know. Can we curse on this? I don't podcast? know if you can say ass. The rules are: if they could have said it on Fraser, <laughs> oh, you can say it okay. on here. Well, then you might have to bleep that. Oh my goodness. Um, um, but yeah, he's he's gone the other way, and so that's also not helping Fraser because now he's like, oh great, well this is like the right. only feedback I'm getting. So then he goes to help Roz in true Fraser fashion. He tries to fix what's going on with him because Roz by trying is... to help somebody else. It's <laughs> <laughs> a very good I mean, analysis yeah. of the whole show. Um, I, I, I like part of it is because Roz goes and, and, and interacts with these elderly people and she keeps killing them. Um, she doesn't <laughs> kill them. Let's, let's go back. Basically she, so she, Frazier talks her into, I think you should give it another try and go to the retirement community to finish your community service. And so she goes, and the next cut is her storming into his apartment, and she was playing checkers with a sweet old man, and she made a joke. I can't remember if the joke was, you'll drop dead or I'll no, no, kill. No, this no, this is in the, the, the radio because Bulldog comes in and mishears it first. And then oh, that's right. That's it right. was, yeah, she, he made a good move. She was, oh, you're a dead man. That's what it was, then, yes. Oh, you're a dead man. And then he drops dead uh, right there at the table. And so Frazier, basically trying to help her through what he's going through, talks her into going back to the retirement community. But they keep having this joke where, like, there, some man will come in and Roz will be talking about what was going on and how the old person was right before they died and the man and 
Bulldog comes in, does it first, and thinks she's she he. It's it's always about some sort of sexual dysfunction for a, yeah, for a which male. It's I, a weird joke. It's a weird joke, yeah. And then they repeat it again with Niles in a different yes. way, but a similar joke, which I didn't necessarily care Bulldog for. Bulldog came off like a Bulldog's real scumbag. Bulldog was really intense. Niles episode. was a little bit more. I that, don't know the, if innocence the right word. That but. the strange VD joke. Yes. Where he's like, "Hey, get a the get same a, disease three or four times, and a doctor lectures you." Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bulldog was a little intense not, for the brief moment. He not was that in the Bulldog episode. is not that Bulldog is typically like a knight in shining armor, but yes. yeah, he definitely comes off as a as a scumbag. Yeah. He's, he's, this episode. But yeah, so basically, Frazier in the station talks Roz into going back, and that's when she bursts into his apartment. She goes back, and, and she's she was reading, and she's reading like this passage from a book that's like. Do you remember what the book was? No, but it the line is something like, and then you'll come back. But then he realized he would never come back. It yeah. was like something like that. Um, and then she, she says to, it's another gentleman, and she like taps his hand, and she's like, oh, you're cold. Do you want me to get you some tea? And then realizes that he's <laughs> died. And what I will say is if somebody's gone cold, they've been dead a while. <laughs> like, so that would be like my only comment on that is like, she was reading for him, to him for a long time after he had passed. Do you think in general this, like, I know sometimes when we watch things dealing with Alzheimer's or dementia or old people in general, you have very... I think they dealt with it well, but I don't think they were dealing with Alzheimer's and dementia as much as they were just dealing with folks who were aging yeah. in a nursing home Because I know, I know I don't, sometimes... I like, I more, I like saying community, but it, it was very much, it felt like a nursing home. Like, yes. uh, the culture of, I mean, well, I, I could go down this, but the culture of the United States is getting away from nursing home of, like, feels like a hospital kind of yes. care to more like your home kind of care. I also but, think they were probably doubling up on, like, when they go into James Earl Jones's room, and, by the way, James Earl Jones is in this episode, and he, he his his hospital-looking bed is in the corner. I've seen that on Friends, like, all the NBC, yeah, I think that yeah. same set. But that's also, like, you know how things still look in some communities that are older that haven't gone through what they call, like, a culture change, right? Mm. I still go into places that have that look but there are a lot of other places now that are trying to do things differently in that regard but mm -hmm. i think i think they did it well i think you know they they didn't really focus on like the memory aspect they did that like twice they talked yeah. about the woman who's kind of lost her mind and is wearing an inner tube walking around um, that's you Yes, that will you be. Will, you'll yes, be that like, will be very... You'll be like, we if, have to get to the river even today. Even if I haven't lost my mind, I think I'll want to mess with people because I think that would be fun. <laughs> um, but then also... I don't know if I've told this, sorry, on the podcast, but I've told you this when my uh, grandfather in yes. kind of the last years of his life, we were at um, Thanksgiving and we'd all just had uh, dessert. We'd all just had pumpkin pie and he just had an empty plate and someone took it away and he goes pumpkin pie and everyone was like well we just had pumpkin pie he's like pumpkin pie and he started kind of pounding the table and being like pump like it's hard to demonstrate my grandfather on yes. on audio because he does a lot of like hand he didn't very talk very much a lot of a lot of hand motions, hand motions yeah. but then five says okay fine here's a piece of pumpkin pie and everyone looked, walked away and only him and i were at the table and he looked right at me and he winked and i was <laughs> like you old son of a gun. I mean, you might as well get something out of it if you're if you're with it in that moment to ask for a second piece and no one's going to judge you. I don't blame them. But, um, but yeah, I think they did 
a good job even when so Roz winds up going for a third time I guess to segue into this Roz goes in for a third time with Frazier so now they both go into the community and Frazier's like giving her support and she goes in and meets this woman who is also famous but I don't know her name she's the lady they go see in Twister that's how you yes know that's how I it's know Meg. her yes it's now Meg she was also Twister. I didn't realize it was the same one from the nice guys who remember the movie I never remember you never remember but it's when Ryan Gosling at the beginning she's paying him to look for her oh yeah yeah for yeah her for her niece yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's... Lois, let me, let's say her actual name, yeah. Lois Smith. She's, she's fantastic. in a bunch of stuff. Uh, so she is the lady she meets next, and I love the bit. They walk into the nursing home, and Ross says, no one wants to, to visit with me. They call me the angel of death. And Frazier says... <laughs> no one No one true. does that. And then these two old ladies, one with a walker, and I think one without, see Roz and immediately, like, beeline it the other way down the hallway. Um, she also says Lois says like makes a comment about, about cigarettes. Yeah, she asks she says, Ross. These come with pass. a warning, and, and Ross, Ross says goes, that. Yeah, these come with a warning. Ross says, or she says to Ross, "So do you, but I let you in here." Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, but she is like feisty and spitfiery, and she reminds me of several one person in particular who Ryan's met. Like she's got her wit about her and her sense of humor about her and Roz and her get along fairly well. Um, and they do one memory thing, which I don't think was, I think was done just fine because she focuses on a word. She says, you want me to tell you something about sharp? And she Tells the same story. says like the word triggers her. And I will say that sometimes that's how people get into a loop is, and sometimes they truly don't remember. Sometimes it's, Five minutes go by and they're going to ask the same exact question. And another five minutes go by and they're going to ask the same exact question. And that's going to be me. Because <laughs> as of a, as of 37, I tell yeah. the same stories uh-huh. over and over again. In fact, I ran out of people to tell it to. So that's why I started you a know, podcast. podcast. <laughs> uh, but I think they did it well. They didn't focus too much on it. It was just she was telling Roz about how... Um, she was real clever and changed the schedule so she would get her sponge baths by Eduardo, which I thought was... I thought it was funny. She goes, I hacked the computer. Hacked the computer, which I don't, yeah. I think especially in that age was something they wouldn't attribute. Like, uh, the big joke is for old people to go, what's this with a computer? One of the funniest videos, and I'll post this on there, was when they were doing the big thing where they were switching to HD television. Do you remember that? And you had to get new cords or a new yeah. TV. And there was this whole thing online about, like, it's easy and then it was this old woman being told how to do it and it was just the idea that some it was i think it worked for me because it was partly like this woman has no idea what you're talking about but also this isn't as easy as you think it's going to be yes and it was like she goes she goes go onto the computer and go it's easy just go online and do this she's like is this my television now? Like, yeah. It was just stuff like that. And but at the end, she's literally got a knife and sh- or a scissors, and she's cutting the cord and like trying to stick it in the TV. <laughs> well, in technology, it kind of depends how you're exposed to it because I have some um, clients and residents who can work an iPad and an iPhone, and it depends if you were like into that technology and adapted it. But what becomes hard is technology changes so quickly. So if you're in a residential community then you might not have access to new stuff like everybody notices i've got an iWatch and it's got a guitar tuner on it and so a lot of my residents are like really fascinated by the fact that i can put a guitar tuner on a watch right Mm -hmm. but then some people 
they're used to the iPhone, so they know exactly how it would work on this. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, right. Well, we the technology that... piece, it depends. And it also depends if They've the staff taught. is using technology. So back when I was a full-time activities um, director, I was using my laptop mostly. I don't remember if iPads, iPads might have been out, but I definitely didn't own one at the time if they were out. I don't know that they even were out when I first started, but I would use my laptop and I would bring that to discussions. So if people had questions, I could look stuff up or I would connect it to the TV and I'd do like a PowerPoint of like a musician and we talk about their life and things like that. Um, but again, it's all about the technology they're exposed to. Right. And I think that's going to be the same for anyone no matter well, what their age. We watched that documentary where it was they were bringing high school kids in as like community service to teach older adults how to use stuff. And then they had like a YouTube challenge or who yes, could have the best yeah. YouTube channel. Uh -huh. The one woman the one was with teaching. with the grilled cheese with an iron. It was, she was teaching how you could make food in like that setting. So in that like, setting where you didn't have a stove or. She had like an electric tea kettle and she was making corn on the cob and that. She's making grilled cheese with an iron and stuff great. like that. I can't remember the name of that documentary. I'll so, just look it up. Yeah, we'll look it up. We'll put it on um, there. Um, so the other, uh, so while Roz so yeah, is doing this. So Roz this, goes in there and is chatting with her and um, she repeats the Eduardo story. But other than that, this woman is pretty sharp and mm -hmm. they're exchanging stories. And even the other bit I like too is the woman says to Roz, you know, Roz thinks she's going to make her feel better when she's like, each day you get older and she's yeah. telling this story and she goes, and every day I wake up and the sun wakes me up. And, I you know, she's telling this beautiful story about like describing the senses of waking up and feeling alive every day. And then she's like, and then I go into the bathroom and I go, ah, <laughs> and like she startles Roz and Roz goes, what was that? Or what is that? And she goes, that's exactly what I say every day. <laughs> um, so I liked that bit too of not, Sugar coating, I feel like everybody has a very specific picture of what aging looks like. And the the truth of it is, is aging doesn't look one specific way. I deal with folks who always have memory issues, but not everyone has memory issues when you age. Just because you get old doesn't mean you get forgetful. And I think they kind of deal with that quickly, but in a good way, I think. I don't know what you think about it, but I, I thought it was interesting to be like, I mean, it isn't one thing. Like, you're frustrated as much as you're excited to be alive. I I, I, I really, and part of this maybe from uh, living and being married to and living with you is like, I really look down on things where it's like, I'm old, and like, that's the humor. Yes, like, agreed. And this I one think was... You can, I think you can still contribute so much. And I think uh, older adults, one thing I always would say in an interview, which is true, it wasn't just BS, but one thing I would always say in an interview is, you know, I think they have so much to contribute, and I, and I do. I could sit with somebody for an hour and listen to their life and their story, and I'm going to get something from that, right? As much as they're going to get something from telling me that. I think us as a culture, this is me on a soapbox, but us as a culture in the United States, you know we kind of and not this doesn't happen so much anymore but it's like okay you're old now go into this community and not necessarily we're gonna forget about you but like we're not gonna like attend to you in the way that we should and out it's of like sight other, out of mind and other cultures you know elders are like thought of as like some of the wisest and some of the and i think that that's true i think they have a lot to contribute no matter what's going on with them and even if they have dementia or Alzheimer's. There's still a lot that 
any individual can contribute. And I'm sorry for taking it to a serious place, <laughs> but that's kind of the world I live in. Um, the other, the, I brought this up while you were talking. This is one thing I want to think about because uh, James Earl Jones is also in this episode, and he meets with Fraser, and he becomes the person that he tells Fraser, "Oh, you've helped me so much." Yes, and he's like, blind in the episode, and he's blind. He is 88 years old now. This show is like at least 20 years old, if not more. So he was like maybe early 60, 60s? 70, yeah. 67, something like oh, that. Okay. Maybe six, let's say 65. Yeah. Doesn't that feel young to be in like that sort of home? Or maybe it's because he's blind. I well, don't know. again, it's everybody. Like I see folks, unfortunately, who are in their 50s who have different well, memory issues but I you could maybe, also look at it because he's blind he needs yeah. the help he can't necessarily care for himself i don't know necessarily that the writers were doing that i feel like Probably, maybe at this time yeah. they were they were employing 60 year olds to look like oh 60 is so look how old this person they is. may have been and i yes, feel like yeah. now you've got actors who are like actors who are Distinguished like actors, Tomlin. not but yeah. even playing roles that aren't like old actors. Like there's that uh, I don't know if you've seen this trailer for the new Scorsese movie. No, uh, but it's a Pacino and De Niro, but they're all de-aged because they got that new de-aging thing. Yeah, and it's like their lives, but they're old. Like usually, what they used to do, probably with the same actors, is like put old age makeup on them to make them yeah. look older at the older spots. But like. I feel like in general we're hiring more older actors now, or at least we're seeing it. I think that's great. Like Grace and Frankie, just if you guys don't know, became like the longest running show on Netflix with yeah. its seventh season. Well, I would say, um, well, that's a whole nother different soapbox. But I was listening to a podcast with Mark Marin and Gina Davis. It's fantastic if anybody listens to uh, WTF with Mark Marin. But uh, Gina Davis has a, found, a foundation, I think, is what is, but. Um, investigating like the sexism, the racism, and everything, primarily against women. And I think there's a documentary that just came out about in the showbiz industry, and she talks about how, um, you know, women as you age don't get cast in things, and mm -hmm. I think that that's slowly changing. But I don't think you're you're still like men who are older. Like James Earl Jones is a perfect example of they cast him no problem. And being also, in that, but they're willing to. Cat, not even that old like you yeah. go back you watch old movies like there's always at least a 10 to 15 year discrepancy between the leading man and the age of the leading man and, yes. and like his love interest yeah there was a movie we saw do you remember a charade with yes. uh, them where that was i believe also this actor may have turned out to be gay what is his name north by northwest god dang it i want to say Cary gregory grant. Cary grant it is oh, Cary okay. grant I was like, my brain was stuck on Gregory Peck, where he and Charade said, "This is the last time I'm doing this." Like, because yeah. because Audrey Hepburn was so young compared to him, and he's like, mm -hmm. "I'm this is," I mean, I don't know, but um, to get back to Frasier, <laughs> yes, sorry. well, come on, Have I know. You listen to yeah. this podcast. Um, but anyway, yeah. So you go into the room with James Earl Jones, and he's blind. Oh, if you're worried about talking the the. The craniacs through every step of the episode. It's we not don't, oh, come on. This is, this is the first time we've done this in uh. in, in months. Um, I got nervous when the face, the mask broke. Yeah, so. When, when Fraser had to, when, when Fraser's advice to, to James Earl Jones was look at a picture of your loved one. Once they've passed. Once they've passed, yes. and he's blind, so he's like, well, I found a mask that they made of her. When she, when they were dating, when they're young, and he yeah. starts, he feels it, and then Fraser breaks the nose off, thus mm -hmm. noses off, 
And uh, I was like, oh, no. like when he picked it up, you, then I like verbally go, oh, no. Yes, yeah. I hate stuff like that. I'm glad it all turned out because at the end it turns out he goes through this huge farce to try and glue it back together. And then when he feels bad about it and admits it to James Earl Jones, James Earl Jones goes, oh, that's why you wanted the dental uh, adhesive. Yeah, that fixes it right up. I've broken that thing. I, you know, yeah, he's times. like, I am blind after all. <laughs> I thought there were a lot of really funny, good blind were, jokes. Yeah, I thought they they were, like, appropriate. The, uh, and no, I liked them because... Because James Earl Jones was giving the the punchline. It was but also, not at his expense. But also because... Yeah, it wasn't at his expense. And also because if you're someone who's not around blind people, you would make those mistakes. Like, Frazier asks, do you want the light on or off when he leaves? <laughs> Surprise me. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> if, if you're trying to be caring to somebody but you're not used to being around somebody who's blind, that is something you would ask. Like, do you want your door open or closed before you leave? Do you want the light on or off? Like, those are things you would ask, but it's just it doesn't matter as much to him because of that. The other thing I thought was really funny was the idea that James Earl Jones, with, in my opinion, probably one of the most iconic voices, short of, like, Gilbert Gottfried or something yeah. that's so annoying, um... Like, so iconic that when they recast The Lion King, they went, well, let's just get James Earl Jones again. <laughs> that he went, is that Fraser Crane out there? I recognized your voice. I just, for some reason, got a real kick yes, out of that. yeah, that was good. Um, I, I think, do you feel good? Anything else you want to... Um, the only other thing that I think you think is not voodoo, but you don't think there's any truth to it, and I 100% do from working in a community full-time, is uh -oh. the line where they say... Roz says it happens in threes. Oh. And Frazier says it's only with celebrities. And Ryan rolls his eyes at this. But very frequently when I would work in a community full-time, I can't attest to it anymore now. But when I would work in a community full-time, typically people would pass in threes. Like, it would be not, like, necessarily three people we know, but we would have, like, three deaths around the same time. Then around the holidays, either before or after the holidays, you always had a lot of deaths. You either had people who passed before the holidays because they didn't want to go through it, or you had people who waited until they saw their family and then passed. Well, that I That understand. I think you agree with, but yes, the, in, the threes, in threes is, I think, I think it's... It's human nature trying to make order and to it chaos. might be. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and have this debate with you, but I will just say <laughs> that 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 comment. That's for Tara's other podcast, yelling at my husband. Yes, uh, but that comment resonated with me just because that's something we would observe. And Alyssa, who we mentioned earlier, when I first uh, worked at this community full time, the one I was talking about, where I was an activities director, I was the assistant to Alyssa, and so that's just something we would notice uh, quite a bit. But um, I think other than that, I feel good. Do you have a, Do you have a rating? Have you thought about ooh, that? <laughs> um, I haven't, and I always think about like why don't you ever have anything for the rating? But now I'm in that same position, and I don't know. I think I'm gonna rate it uh, six. Uh... Six. Okay, so here's my thought. I thought that the episode was pretty good. I'm having a, a very good. time. If I hadn't watched it with you, you know what? I'll give it a seven. No, don't. You, the, I don't want you to bully. You can do whatever you want, but but my thought is, I thought it was it was good, and it was a little it was a little good. It might have been a six point five, but I try not to do the point fives like Laurel yes. does because she told me not to. She got really on me about it, <laughs> and then she does it all the time now. Um, but uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. Like I don't know if I would tell other people to check it out other than you. I, I guess from been... a Frasier standpoint, no, it doesn't necessarily. 
I liked the episode. I would probably rate it an eight. But there you go. It's because it's geared for me. I, I rated yeah, it's it geared six. Towards me. I'm gonna rate it six uh, bathrobes that Fraser was so obsessed with on him. What would you rate it? Six, eight. What do you what? mean bathrobes? We rate it. We. No, I know, but what are the bathrobes? The robe. Reference? It's the robe that. Jim, James Earl Jones. But why had. is Frazier obsessed with it? Because he's trying to get him to stand up. He's like, show oh, me the room. Oh, that's. Uh, I thought he said, show me the room, but. Oh, no. He said, show me. Uh, uh, that's a good bathrobe. I'm thinking oh, of Oh, got it, got it. Okay. So um, eight. Eight checkerboard pieces. There you go. Um, all right, guys. Uh, so that's, that's us. That's our show. Uh, if you want to. You know, give us a little fun story about maybe maybe some incident you've had with the elderly where they've made you look stupid. <laughs> uh, send us an email at craniacs, craniacs at gmail.com. That's C-R-A-N-E-I-A-C-S. We're at Craniacs on Twitter. We are on Facebook. Just search for Craniacs, a Fraser podcast. That's where we post a lot of the things we talk about, uh, sometimes on the episode. And uh, give us a good review uh, on, on uh, iTunes. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, anywhere you get us. Um, Tara, do you have an, uh, uh, something you might th- a suggestion of something someone would watch or do if they that would occupy their time rather than giving us a four star or lower review? Go outside, enjoy <laughs> nature. I feel like here in Texas, we just got back from Denver, and here in Texas, it's too hot to do a lot of things. But a lot of other places around the country, you're finally getting that cooler weather. So. Go outside, take a walk, like, get away from technology. Very, very maternal advice. I guess, yeah. I mean, you can listen to Craniacs while you're walking. Like, that's fine, but... That's, that's the best one we've had so yeah, far. Yeah, like, but I, I don't know. I just, I'm a big proponent of fresh air, and after being in, after being in Denver and us just marveling at how beautiful everything was and how perfect the weather was um, compared to here... Uh, it's just too warm here. It's sunny and we're inside and I don't... You'll, you'll be loving it come November. November. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, guys. We'll get outside. Uh, and until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Tara. And we're listening. <laughs> <laughs>